I believe everyone has a story to share. I'm on a journey to discover the magic inside each person's story. Each week, I will introduce you to guests where I will dig deep and uncover the beautiful miracles from life and experiences to inspire and encourage you to live life to the fullest. My goal is to give each guest a platform to share their lives with the world in hopes that someone will be inspired to take action and live life with passion and purpose. Welcome to the Uncover Your Magic podcast with me, Ashley Donner. Are you ready? Here we go. Welcome back to Uncover Your Magic. Today is the first time I'm doing a part two episode. I received so many amazing reviews and comments on part one with this woman. I had to bring her on again to uncover more of her magic. And when I say magic, you will agree she has so much magic to share. I'm honored to bring Ellie Molina back to the show today. If you haven't listened to our previous episode, go back to episode 29 and listen. Since we had our first interview, I have had another session with her and it was amazing. I have had just the most amazing confirmations that she gave me that I'm on the right path right now and I'm so excited what is unfolding in my life. As most of you know, I am getting ready to launch my first course called Raising Confidence. I have been working with many kids from ages about 11 to 17, helping them with their mindset and teaching them gratitude and morning rituals to inspire them, especially in times like this, how we are living right now. Ellie offered to be a guest speaker for Raising Confidence since she has had so much experience with children and working on bringing out their intuitive abilities. In fact, her first book is called Children Who Know How to Know. I'm excited to go deeper in this interview with her and experience and outlook on how children are so much more intuitive than we are aware of. Before we get started, I want to make sure if you are interested in signing up for Raising Confidence, my six-week course for parents where I will be guiding you with inspiring techniques as I have used as a parent myself with my two girls and with over 25 years in personal development experience. I want to share tools to help you as parents empower your kids to want to be the best versions of themselves so they have the confidence to take on life and the world that is ahead of all of them. Just send me an email to ashleygonner at gmail.com and I'll get you all the information for the course. It will fill up quick because I want to keep it small and intimate so we can work closely together. It's going to be so much fun. I cannot wait to get started. So without further ado, let's bring this woman back on the show. Please welcome Ellie Molina. Hey, Ashley. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you. I just need to add to this that I am super excited about your program, your course that you're going to be putting together and teaching and conducting, Raising Confidence, because the time is now. It's all about transforming education transforming parents' mindset, teaching parents how to interact with their children so that they can become better people so that we raise the consciousness of the planet. So perfect timing, great program, and kudos to you for putting it together and conducting it. Thank you. You know, I've been obviously a mother now for 14 years, and, you know, you think the baby stages are the 
the hard part. And then you get into the teenage, you know, 11 and 14 ages. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, putting them to bed or teaching them how to be potty trained, you know, those were like nothing. And now these times, especially going through this, where we're this pandemic and all their, their changes in their life and their routines, you know, it's just taken that whole mindset to teaching into a different level for me as a parent and to like just bringing this out into the open to these other parents that can learn and be empowered by that mindset and how you teach the children and what you believe and how their your mindset and how you create your own reality and teaching that to children now is such a big deal to me. Thank you. Awesome. Going to be exciting and I'm excited for the parents that are going to be enrolling in your program. So yeah, cool. And that you are going to be a guest speaker. <laughs> thank you for having me back. And thank you for having me as a guest speaker. I look forward to this and it's, I'm sure it's going to, I am sure that it's going to be really amazing in many, many ways. Thank you. I am me too. I'm excited. I just, you know, I'm bringing you back here today to, because I've had so many people, I mean, they'd copy me on the picture on Instagram and say, this was amazing. Or I'd get DMs in my messengers saying, oh my gosh, Ellie Molina, I know a few of them came to you and got sessions. And do you have such a, an amazing outlook and someone that can bring just goodness to life, you know, like this, your minds, the way you make people think, you know, and I'd love for you to talk about, since we're on the kid kind of focus right now, you have that Psy Kids and you had started that magic school in Washington that we talked about in the episode 29 previously. Can we elaborate more? Because I think I would love to go deeper there just because I'm so interested in learning what kind of magic you taught and how that kind of came about. Oh, awesome. Thank you. So I'm going to start first with children. I'm going to do a little plug here for children who know how to know. And so if you can see that this is yes. a resource guide for helping children utilize their powerful intuitive abilities. Back in the, I started teaching many years ago. I actually started teaching in 1975. So that kind of dates me. You can start doing the math on that one. However, it wasn't until the 1980s that I started working with middle school children. And in the 80s, as I was working with middle school kids, I realized how telepathic they were. And they were sponges and they were telepathically connected to one another. And it all started through games. And I said to myself, you know, I'm really on to something. And it's really important that children really develop their self-esteem. This is a very important time of life. We know from biology that decisions get made about our self-awareness and our self-esteem at around age 12, which is when our brain goes into beta functioning and more completely, as opposed to the alpha stages that it is in much earlier. So now when we have these self-esteem issues start coming, peer pressure starts, and there's so much research, so I'm not going to go down that particular one. However, It really had me thinking at that time, gee, I want to write a book on, yes, you can, empowering children. Yes, you can do this. Only Louise Hay had written it already. So I took a back seat and I said, oh, you know, okay, I'm not going to do this. So fast forward many, many years as I started weaving the intuitive work into my curriculum ongoingly all the time. It wasn't until the secret, it was the secret, I believe, that came out in I'm going to make up the year. I don't remember if it was 2004 or five, somewhere in there, or maybe even later. I'm not quite sure. The secret came out and I said to myself, if the secret is out in movie form, 
I'm going to use it in the classroom. And so I started using it in a New York City seventh grade classroom. And then I started to take it a little bit further and added affirmations to all of this and a little bit of psychic work and affirmations. And yes, you can do this. And so that year when we had our state tests, my scores were the highest in the school and in the district, which then led to what's Molina doing in the classroom with those kids, which then led, I had a wonderful principal at that time who then said, you know what, you can go create, I had this idea, I wanted to run a program. This is in New York City, 2007 to 2008. I really wanted to do a program where kids could start using their psychic abilities and where they could develop their psychic abilities. So I was granted access to a program called The Power to Create. And so it was every Friday for two hours. I had a group of seventh graders and we met for a year and um, I had different they changed during the semesters, during the quarters, I had four quarters of them. And what we did was blindfolded activities, telepathic activities, affirmations, mind power activities, and scores went up, attitudes became happier, kids felt greater. Everybody, so many people wanted to get into the classroom, only there was just, there was a limit and a cap on to how high this was going to go. And so as I was working that because of synchronicities and things that come together, an opportunity presented itself to teach at a quote unquote magic school in Washington state. Now, mind you, I didn't even know where Washington, like my joke is if you had asked me on a map as a New York city teacher, because I wasn't doing history, I was doing language arts, where's Washington state. I'd have to take a double take and look. And I was like, Oh, I think it's out there on the West coast somewhere. Okay. I mean, it really wasn't Washington was, you know, Seattle was still not the high tech place that it was. Mm -hmm. And so there was nothing really about Washington that was all that very appealing to me at that time, other than this opportunity at a magic school. So the magic school was already created. They just were calling you to come teach there. Yes, it had already been created. And then I went and I brought my son. So then I taught there for a year. We worked on blindfolded archery. We did telepathy, telekinesis, all kinds of wonderful things. However, in 2010, I believe it was when we know the school had a problem. It split. There was no more magic school. I don't remember the exact year on this one, to tell you the truth, the history of it. So it fell out of existence. And then a group of parents came to me and said, listen, we want to put this back together again. We want this magic school. Here are our little people. And will you help create this? So I said, absolutely. So we put it together. And it lasted only, unfortunately, it lasted about a year because we ran out of funding. It's not the kind of thing that a lot of people are really looking forward to sticking their kids in. It's a commitment. And not just that, it's a, it's a belief system. So if you're a parent and you want your child to be doing remote viewing, which is seeing over distance and time without the use of their eyes, or you want your child to telepathically be tapping into other people's thoughts, experiences, or remote healing, healing the planet as a child, your parent, the parent themselves have to be in a mindset to not only encourage this, believe it, want this to be a part of their life. So with that we lasted a year. We had three-year-old, four-year-old, six-year-olds, and it was just an amazing experience. And hmm. the rest has become history. So that was when I wrote Children Who Know How to Know, and then I went into the private sector. So where I started teaching workshops on my own with parents, et cetera. How do you find with the parents, you know, they all have to have that mindset, like you're saying, you know, they have to believe in that. 
and want that for their child. But who, what, what describe the parent that would be the, you know, your person that would come to you? What are their backgrounds mainly? Uh, most of the people that have come to me are parents. So I'm going to call them highly self-aware. And in terms of the self-awareness, that is where they realize that they're responsible for what they have in their life. So it is a responsibility. I am the creator of my life. I am the creator of what is. As within, so without. So those are parents who will not be using conversations, you know, oh, you know, it happened to me. They did this to me. They did that. So who's this they? You know, everything is from within, so without. It's all self-created, self-actualized. So these are the parents that come to me and they have this awareness already within them. So it's just fine tuning, having the language match the belief system that we are the self-generators of what we have and what we don't have. We take responsibility for what is and what isn't. And then we also pay a lot of attention to what we make things mean. As human beings, our notorious meaning-making machines, that's what we do. We ascribe meaning to everything from a maybe I've used this with you before, from a bird flying by our window to a bug on the table. It's all, we give it meaning. Right. Someone looks at us strangely, if we give it meaning. And so what we do, what I do with the kids and the parents is I start there. I start with our humanness and our meaning-making machines. And then we learn how to control our body. We learn how to control our thought. Right. You know, you know how by the age of eight, we've basically been programmed And then from, and that's like, I've read that so many times. So now these kids have, let's say they're at the magic school or, you know, you've been training them for this long and now they're going into this next part of their brain or, or, you know, out of the program phase and they're nine, 10, 11. And now, you know, their mind has been thinking this way. And now all of a sudden they're in this other group of people that they're thinking, wow, they don't believe in themselves or their self-talk is so not what I've known. How do they, they, all of a sudden, do they have to really practice that and keep that up? Or are they being, you know, led a different way? Is it a struggle for them to keep on that path? So that's a fabulous question because I have encountered that a lot. And I've even, without getting too personal, I've actually encountered it with my own family meaning my own son, who did get into the magic school at, at the age of 10, who then later on was raised with these beliefs. And so it's basically kind of, even the way that we have, if you're raised with this knowingness and you're raised with this knowledge, and then we, we are interacting with other people who do not have it, we bump up against their beliefs and all of that, well, then we just allow them to be who they are and who they're not. And it's not like we're going to be forcing our beliefs upon them. However, we do know that they may choose to go down a path of suffering and victimization. However, that's not for me. That's not my choice. And so that is the same with the young people. So the kids at 10, 11, they become observers. They get to watch as some of their classmates struggle a lot or not struggle. And then, you know, I always taught the kids also, you can offer advice and you can offer guidance if it is wanted. So don't, you know, the kids are also taught, the kids that work with me are taught not to go in to become fixers or go in there and try to change things or work. That's not their responsibility. Their responsibility is there to be the container of themselves and their experiences. And so that becomes another form of taking the work and practicing it. Right. You know, my girls, I've been, since they could talk and listen, (laughs) I've been instilling this in them. 
Mm-hmm. And now at this age where they are, you know, I always say your vibe attracts your tribe and who you surround yourself. Mm-hmm. In fact, my message today to the, my group was, you know, look around you, look at who your friends are. Well, you know, that really describes that's you, you know, you really take a, you know, the sum of everybody that you surround yourself with and look at who they are. What are they doing? You know, what are they saying? What are they talking about? And is that who you represent? Mm -hmm. So as a mom, when I instill in them these beliefs and then they, you know, now they're out in the world, you know, listening to, like you said, and they, they have their thing. They're just going to be the beacon of light. And I always say, you just be your light. There's no telling somebody anything, just be who you are and you'll attract that. And so I totally, when you say that, I, it's, I think that's why I'm asking you that because I really relate to that because I see Paige, especially at 14, going into high school and seeing, you know, these kids experimenting with different things. And it's like, oh, we've been so in the shelter. But I've, you know, I've really made her mind really, it's amazing to see as a mom, you know, as I get to that age where they have to make choices, yeah. you know, and to have that mindset really implanted in them. And to be that light and to see the, the friends that kind of come and then, oh, that friend I've been with a long time and now she's making other choices that don't match mine. Yeah. But I really feel that is part of that, don't you? Oh, absolutely. And um, this had me remember back to a time, I'm not quite sure how old my son was at the time that he asked me this. Only it just stuck out because it was like, oh, God, yeah. He asked me one day, why do people have drama? And... <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? Well, why do they have all these problems and family fights and all these things go on in their home? And I realized that he had been raised drama free. Mm -hmm. And so without, if you're raised drama free without all of that energy going on and those emotional hits going on and the screaming and the fighting in the family, if you're raised without that, how interesting it must be as an observer now to go in and watch other families who have drama or, you know, in his case, the kids in school having drama and problems. And he couldn't for the life of him figure out why they have these problems when it was all so easy. Right. You're responsible for what you think and how you interact with others. Why are you having these problems? Mm-hmm. And so it was just now, this is the first time that, you know, people, look, you know, sometimes people think, oh, her beliefs are so different. But it's all perspective because here I have a kid in my own life and we have people in our community the people that I interact with who look at people who have lives filled with drama and high emotion. And it's like, okay, that's strange. <laughs> it's right. like, why do you have that? Why are you doing that? Like, what is up with that? Okay. Right. So it's just, again, it's perspective. And then we get to watch all this drama on television again, reinforcing that this is the way to be. And this is how, this is how one needs to behave. It's, you know, for someone who doesn't have that or isn't raised that way, it's really absurd. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. One of my tools with the girls is before they put their feet on the floor, they have to smile because mm-hmm. I feel like that tells your brain to be happy, you know, like before you even put your feet there. And so I'll always remind these kids, like, did you smile before you got out of bed? Did you tell yeah. yourself that you yeah. were happy? And then you start looking at yourself in the mirror, like we talked in the other episode of you know, that looking and saying, I love you. I am so proud of you. You are worthy and giving yourself eye contact and empowering your mind right then and telling yourself that those powerful words, like just like Louise Hay and all that stuff. But, you know, I think when you start the day and teach these kids, what would you teach these little kids, like the three-year-olds up to seven at, you know, what were their basis skills at that age? Would you teach? 
Uh, so we, I started with focus. And what I mean by focus is awareness, so body focus. So a three-year-old learning how, I would actually call it tucking away the body. Tucking away the body means to sit perfectly still without moving your body at age three and to start this for 15 seconds and then prolong it, maybe 30 seconds. Adults can't do it. So this becomes a con. So this becomes when we start this at age three, it becomes the children become really aware of this as a conscious choice point. Because now they're self-taught. Can they sit still? Of course they can. They're just not trained. So I teach children from early on how to focus their bodies, how to control their bodies, how to self-contain their bodies. That then leads to self-containing your thoughts and your awareness. Because at any moment in time, we direct where our awareness goes. Either it's going to be hijacked by somebody on a phone or cell phone or something or a conversation. But people are not taught, children are not taught, because adults don't know how to do this either. 99% of adults do not know how to redirect their awareness. So we say, oh, I can't control my mind from wandering. Not true. You just haven't learned how to control your awareness to take it to a specific part for a particular length of time. So mm-hmm. there's no controlled focus awareness of where you're going in your, in your thoughts. Huh. And that's where I teach you. to meditate? Kids. Is that like... A- no, it's an ongoing, it's like an ongoing moment in time. So mm-hmm. it's an exercise that I teach. So for example, I could take you right now and, and the listener and I could totally hijack your thoughts and take you to an emotion that would have you either sad or happy. And then we do this with our, and then bring you right back to here. And so we do this all day long when we have a memory or when we choose a thought. So we're constantly choosing thoughts mm-hmm. or allowing other people to bring thoughts into our life. We are not conscious of what's going on up here. Right. So we have these thoughts. We think that they're all ours. They're not. They're part of a collective consciousness. So when we learn, some of them are our thoughts. Some of them are collective consciousness. When we learn as children to begin to discern this, we get to monitor and watch what thoughts are coming in. What thoughts am I going to have? Where am I directing my thoughts? Where am I going to direct my energy? So if a teacher says, oh, Johnny, you know, you didn't do that right. That's, you know, you did that wrong. Well, that will evoke an emotional response immediately. So at that moment, someone who's raised the way that I teach children in my programs, someone at that moment will have an awareness of what just happened with that interaction and Hmm. that exchange. And they'll be able to control the response as opposed to reacting to it. And so it is that control, that self-control of the awareness. And that becomes vital in doing telepathic work and doing remote viewing work and doing other work. Otherwise it becomes a phenomena and the phenomena is, okay, yeah, you know, I can close my eyes and get all those numbers right. And the phenomena is, oh, I can shoot a target with my eyes closed, black bloated archery. Well, that's just phenomena. That's like when I do little workshops, you know, and the people, participants get to have all these great remote viewing exercises. That's still all phenomena. And when we take the phenomena and then we use it and combine that with conscious awareness, that's when we get into the magic book. That's when we get into being able to literally part the seeds hmm. with our mind to create the magic that we want. And so all of that becomes new training, new skills, new ways of looking at the world, new language. So that's what I do with the kids. Wow. That's where I start. well so when they're at three and you're teaching them this awareness and then they you know they're getting older do some of them catch on quick and then you move on to the next level how does that work like do you just wait till they get that and then they you teach them the next step really ongoing absolutely 
So, I mean, once they're, you know, three, three years old, um, they can start to do focus and focus work, and then they can start to remote view also once they understand what they're looking for. So it's kind okay. of like a, it's like a, it can be even a game. All right. So I use with the little kids, I always have this treasure chest that I use. And then it's like, close your eyes, what's in the box. And then they'll be able to see into the box. That's part of the remote view exercises that we do. And they can see what's in it without yeah. looking at it. Without looking at it. Mm-hmm. Because you've trained them. Yes. And everyone can do this. Every human being can do this. That's what I do in my online courses and in my in my in-person courses. I do remote viewing and I do the telepathic and I do all of this work. I just did a, a course last April or May, I believe it was, where I had parents and children do Kids, And Kids is where I had the children remote view. And this was done electronically over Zoom into a photo of a treasure chest that I had on the internet and the results were just absolutely amazing astonishing and astounding how they were able to see across distance time space onto an object that was on a screen that they couldn't see prior to me unveiling it for them huh do it accurately you know it's like you trusting your intuition is what is coming up to me like for teaching people to trust their what comes to their mind and believe it. Like you're teaching these kids this confidence to trust their little thoughts that's coming through mm-hmm. instead of, you know, deciding on, let's say they're going to a school, the, you know, they're going to, their heart's going to be, their mind's telling them they're not going to choose the other one because it's cheaper. You're going to train that these kids to think, what, what is my intuition saying and, mm-hmm. and trust it, Right. Absolutely. Because so many people our age, you know, they don't trust their intuition. They don't follow the breadcrumbs of their little, that voice inside. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. But how do you train that? That just doesn't seem, that seems like you either have it or you don't. No, we all have it. So we all have it. It's just training. It's just focused attention and practice and training. Anyone can do it, even at, at our age. So it's just relearning. It's learning new skills. So it's as if, you know, when like um, somebody gets a computer and it doesn't matter what age they are, here's your computer. Now you're going to learn how to use it. So you get your book out and you start to learn how to use your computer or you hire someone to come in and teach you how to use your computer. You get some online training. And before you know it, your computer whiz is uploading your own videos and doing all kinds of things. And a month ago, you didn't know what to do with your computer. And so that's really how it is. The people who have come through my programs start either at nothing or nowhere, zero, and they're just curious about it. And then they're trained because remote, this is a training. We are all born with this. We just, you know, and in my book, I talk a lot about this. I look at it. My favorite example is in art during the Greek, when the Greeks were doing their statues, they used what is called contrapasta, which is using putting the body in the movement. And all of that was lost during the Dark Ages. No one knew how. They everybody drew flat figures. And it wasn't until the Renaissance where it was rediscovered that you could put movement into body in painting and you could make people in paintings look as if they have motion and movement. And so it is, in my opinion, with the ability to use our third eye and our intuition and our ability. There are still some cultures out there that in Africa where they do not use clocks or in the Amazons and they connect telepathically. 
Hmm. And we can even do this. We can set ourselves up example to say, hey, tomorrow morning, I'm going to wake up at 6 a.m. And guess what? You will wake up at 6 a.m. If you program yourself the night before. And so this, again, getting back to your question that you asked me, this is a teachable skill because we have it within us. And then we don't pay attention. Oh, you know, I thought of you yesterday. Oh, that's so funny. It's so weird. Oh, it's such woo-woo, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, they're so weird. You know, no, they're not. They're just using their natural abilities. That's right. right. You know, I believe this. I've had this woman on my podcast. She's um, believes in the heart. You know, people always say your brain is the epicenter for everything, but she talks about your heart and I feel like you do too. Well, there's two, there are two centers. There's the, there's both. They work the heart and herein. This is coming from the heart. Everything is possible. The heart is our, the heart is the center. The heart is the center. Mm -hmm. And we do forget that. We always think it's all up here. But we do, when we we come from the heart, it makes a huge difference. And that's another part of the program. And that's in chapter six, where I talk all about using your intuition based on your heart center, as opposed to you're using it from up here. So that's, um, I call it intuitive heart. Okay. And it's using your heart to lead you, to guide you when the answers come from within. And I do that with the kids also. I teach tap into their heart and then get information. So you're, explain that to me. So if I'm going to be guided from my heart mm-hmm. versus my brain, or they're both intuition. It's the same mm-hmm. thing. It's just one's mm-hmm. coming from my brain and one's coming from my heart. Do I know the difference? I'm going to say most of it never comes from your brain, okay? I'm not, so, not to correct, okay? It's not coming from within us. It really comes, it's really coming from without or from the heart or without. So right. it's, it's tapping into that collective consciousness. So even if I were, so if you were to get like an intuitive hit, you'd be getting an intuitive hit 90% of the, not even 90%. Intuitive hits come when you have, when one quiets the mind. Cannot be in beta thinking and have an intuitive hit. Intuitive hits are are heard when we're walking. Let's say maybe you're taking a shower or you're lying down on the couch, not even meditating, just being in the zero zone in that void space where you're not mm-hmm. thinking about something. That is when an intuitive hit will hit, and it comes almost as if it's coming from a collective consciousness, your subconsciousness. Something is happening over here. It's probably most of it's coming from your subconscious. And the collect, and then again, higher consciousness. Right. And then right. When it comes from your heart that is quieting the mind again, perhaps through meditation, so that you can take your focused awareness onto your heart center and then ask it for a question. I do that with the kids. I ask it, what does your heart say to you? And then they just give the most amazing responses, Ashley. Oh, I love that. You know, my heart tells me, these are especially the little kids, you know, oh, my heart tells me to love, you know. My heart tells me to be quiet or my heart tells me to have joy. You know, and it's just, you know, all these emotions and things that they say are just so precious that the heart just tells them beautiful things. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you know it's coming from the heart, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. When you do the closed eye meditation with the energy and you, like anything, you could heal, you're asking for something to happen that day. Will you go through that? I loved that. Where you close your eyes. Do you know what I'm talking about? Which one? <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry. Um, where you take the palm and you point and then you bring it in and you close your eyes, you rub your hands together and you feel the energy. Um, that, that exercise? Yes. 
and how something today is going to happen. Like you're going to have magic's going to happen today. Like bring it. All right. Let me, let me see if I can, if I, you want me to do that right now? You want me to sure. Do I would love to. Okay. So if I'm remembering correctly and out of the, the box over here, the toolbox of what we want, um, is this the one with the pointing? Is this that? So this, okay. Yes. All right. So this involves a little bit, I'm going to call it, we could call it telekinesis or we can call it more of a tele. Yeah. Let's call it just telekinesis for this, even though it's not really, it's not really, it's psychokinetic kind of, it's psychokinetic more. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to have a, we're going to manifest something for fun, just whatever it is that you want. All right. So what we'll do is we'll close our eyes and take a nice deep breath. And then we'll run. I'd like you to take some, take some energy and run it. Well, take a, let's just start at the center of the earth. Let's go the opposite way. So take your tailbone and connect it to the center of the earth. And then pull up the energy from the center of the earth into your body. Have it go up your tailbone into your first chakra. Have that energy run into your second chakra. And what I'd like you to do right now is to start to imagine this energy in your second chakra almost as if it is a fire. See a little fire starting to burn in your second chakra. Not in an inflammation kind of fire, but an energy, a power fire. So as if you were lighting a fire. And now you're going to take that energy and you're going to see that fire rise up into your third chakra. And it's getting stronger and stronger into your solar plexus over there. The fire is growing. And then have that fire rise up into your heart chakra and see that fire growing and growing. And then that fire will now move as if it were a volcano beginning ready to erupt into your, into your throat chakra. See that flag fire coming, getting more and more powerful, gaining more, more flames and strength. And have that go into your into your into your sixth chakra right now. See it in your third eye. See the flames going there right now. Have that energy really lighting up really big time. And now erupt it out as if it were a volcano coming out from your seventh chakra, as if that energy is just bursting out and flying out to the universe. And so now your body has a lot of energy in there right now. So if you take your hands at this moment in time and you just kind of rub them together right now and you feel... Rub them a little bit. You know, you've just got all this fire energy burning in your body right now. There's just so much fire energy. It's really explosive. You're extremely powerful at this moment in time. And if you rub your hands together, you will start pulling apart a little bit. You can start to feel that energy going from your hands. You'll feel it. There will be heat. And if you're not feeling it, just continue to rub and feel the heat in your hands. Feel it over there and start feeling the pull. The energy is pulling. It's strong and strong. Very, very strong. You can feel it right now. See that energy? Feel it really strong, pulling magnetic. Okay, now, with that energy, I'd like you to visualize something today that would be really important for you to have, achieve, a message, something that you really, really would like to see happen. Believably happen. Visualize that information or that thing that you really want happening while you're holding your hands and feeling the energy and the fire between them. All 
All right, and now we're going to take that energy and we're going, to, we're going to point out to the universe, just like that. You're going to point out somewhere in space and time, and you're going to declare with your finger being in the point of power, that, that energy that you just have in your hand, and you're going to say to yourself, I now ordain in your mind that X is going to happen for me today. I command the universe to bring me X. I command the universe to bring that to me. You might want to open your palm right now because all that energy is in there. I command the universe to bring to me today. My energy calls forth. I command the universe to bring that to me. Now take your hand and put it, face it up like that. Put your palm out to the universe as if you had a fireball there. I command the universe to bring that to me today. And then point and then hand up. I command the universe to bring it to me today. I command the universe to bring it. Now allow, accept, and receive. So be it. So it is. Amen. Ah, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. So now, I don't know what you did. You don't have to tell anybody because I do believe in keeping it silent. You want to start to remember that you have commanded the universe to bring something to you. And so you want to pay attention that even if it doesn't happen today, immediately, even though you commanded it, because it depends on your level of belief and what you asked for, mass to mass is a lot slower than quick thoughts. Just remember, this is going to show up depending on how serious you were in your, in your hand manifestation, how serious you were to do that, it will show up. Hmm. I love that. Ah, oh, thank you. You know, the, <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> going to the, back to the mind, how you can bend spoons and you bend forks and that book you wrote, Annabelle and the domino. So I think that is so amazing to explain that because it it's like you say in the other episode, like if you can do that, where's the fear in life? Like there's no fear. Absolutely. Your mind is so powerful. And to believe that, especially at a young age, like to treat, to teach these kids at this age, like you are so much more powerful than you yeah. even know. Yeah. Right. And that is the beauty of the work. And then, then we don't have to get into other people commanding us around or bossing us around or invalidating ourselves and our beliefs because authorities have told us that this is the way it's supposed to be when honestly our entire being screams and knows that there's a better way. Right. So. Annabelle and the Domino is based on a true story about a little girl who performed uh, telekinesis and she moved an object using her mind. And I've only seen it quite honestly, Ashley, I've only seen it three times where kids have done it because it takes superior concentration, focus and belief. However, mm -hmm. it can be done. And just an FYI. So again, when that, when a child has that experience, we transfer it over. So again, if you can do that, then you can go apply for that job. Then you can go do this. Then you can do that. You can do X, Y, and Z. There's no room for fear, doubt, or invalidating yourself in this space. None at all. Just look who you are. And I just want to share with you also that when I was doing the telekinesis program, I had a number of people then email me back. And then I think I shared this with you. They bent their spoons and their forks and they posted them on Instagram and tagged me. And I created a spoon gallery on my website wow. just for the photos. So, you know, again, the, you can do it. I can do it. We can all do it. It starts with a belief and then a little bit of, not a little bit of practice and more practice. And then it becomes our next reality. And then of course the beauty is to be able to take that out there into the world to like I tell my clients, we're going to, we're going to part the seas. You're going to get what you want. You're going to part the seas. Mm -hmm. You believe it, you'll part the seas. 
Right. Do you feel like when you're teaching the kids, I do, um, and then you start, the parents are coming in and having these wanting the, wanting to learn it too. Mm-hmm. Does it take the kids like half the time to figure it out or is it still, they're trying to believe it where the parents are, it's, it's, what is, who takes longer to learn that, I guess is my question. The parents, the parents. And, um, the children, right, so here, the, the thing, and this is not to be a little bit negative, but the thing that I've been running up, bumping up against lately is that children, with all of the things that are screaming for their attention, that when they come into the programs at age eight and nine now, depending on where their parents are mentally, there's not much interest in it at first. Initially, there's just not a lot of interest, like, why bother do this? You're like, this is boring, okay, until they have a hit. And right. so then when they have a hit, then it becomes, oh my God, I want to do more of it. But until they have that hit, it becomes boring. And so then the parents are more into it than the kids are. So again, when the, the kids are raised with parents who are into it, it makes it a little bit easier. Than, but otherwise, for the most part, kids get it right away. Yeah. You know, I, Abraham Hicks is what is coming to my mind right now. I always tell him, you know, get tapped in, tuned in, turned on, get on your high flying disc, you know, be in that place all the time, the high vibration. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and when we start the day with empowering thoughts, you know, what are we saying to ourselves every day? What are we, what are the words we speak? You know, Mm -hmm. those are like, those are so to be aware of those thoughts and to get on that high flying disc and then see the magic. And then they, then they have to report magic to this group. It's called magic moments and they report the magic moments. And to see the kids getting, at the beginning, it was, uh, I got an ice cream at, you know, what, but now they're getting the magic is when you are in that high place. And then it's a magic moment that comes like this hummingbird that came to the window. That's my magic moment. Or, you know, just these cute little things that come to them realizing because I'm so high in my high flying disc, I've said the words to empower me to think so amazingly, to be in this happy, happy place. I woke up with a smile, right? All these places and to realize the importance of that. You know, I really, that's, I've pushed, I push that so hard because especially the world we're living in and all these depression and, you know, this social dilemma and all these things, you know, it's just so much pressure. It's just a different way of living now and getting raised as as a kid. And it's just such a different childhood, but to raise them with those empowering thoughts and starting the day and doing that and catching yourself. And I have them put, you know, what are the three things that you say that are, you know, that aren't positive about yourself? So they put it down. And then I said, okay, take those three and switch it. So, you know, training your, your mind to go, okay, I'm saying something negative. I'm going to catch it and then flop and then switch it to the the positive. Right. Absolutely. Exactly. It's catching its all awareness. Yeah. It's all awareness. Beautiful. Yeah. Right? yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Oh, Ellie, what more can we talk about? I know we have to go pretty soon, but I, you know, my, your, the transformational day, I know you're all a believer in the, in the thoughts you think, but what, mm-hmm. what are, what are some other tools that would empower a, a teenager or someone that's living right now that is going through maybe not going to school, sitting at home every day in front of a computer, these kids that, you know, are struggling with social media pressure or, you know, all that stuff. What would be something 
besides mindset? Because I know that's so important, but what would be outside of that, that you would think would be something for a parent to hear that they could start instilling in their kids? Take a break from your electronics. That simple. Seriously, sit down, do nothing. Kids are trained to be busy all the time. They're always, they got to be doing something, got to be doing, doing, doing. Whereas, you know what? Take your phone, turn it off. Absolutely turn it off. Turn off your screen, turn off your TV, turn it off. Just sit there. Just sit. Sit quietly. If you can sit outside, great. Otherwise, just sit on your couch for a few minutes. But seriously, have that time. You don't have to meditate. You don't have to be doing anything at all with your thoughts. Just sit. Just as Buddha sat under the the tree, just sit. Be present. Be present with yourself and your thoughts. You know, having girls that do have phones that when they're taken away and I, when I turn them off and I see they're, they don't know how to be. Mm-hmm. And it's really sad. Yeah. When I see these kids that are so addicted to this technology and I, I get so frustrated and we, we took them away and pretty much I take them away every day, but to watch them have this withdrawal, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. oh, it drives me crazy, but it's, you're right. To learn how to be with yourself Mm-hmm. is such a powerful thing, right? It's such a powerful tool. Absolutely. And to learn how to, and even have them, it's again, it's a conversation, you know, you're, have them voluntarily give them up and put them away for a while and just be, have the experience of be, what would that be like? What kind of, what do you think could happen? What could it be like if you were just to be off of your electronics for half an hour? What would that be like? Let's find out. And then it turns into a game and, a, and it could be an activity Something, something fun to not have it feel like, oh, well, you're being punished because you're taking your phone away because we're going to do this now. So that right. becomes another do. But we're going to put our phones away now because we're going to have an experience. And we don't know what could happen during this experience. It could be something very magical. We're going to find out. Right. I love that. And then they, you know, cry and scream, <laughs> go kicking. <laughs> but yes, I, I love that. Great tool. So I'm going to have this course in January and you're going to be a guest speaker and I want, I cannot wait because your magic is going to be just so many tools that you're going to teach. I cannot wait for that. But up until then, what can we do? We can call you and have, we can get, email you with, to have sessions like I just had the other day, by the way, like I mentioned in the intro, it, having a session with Ellie is so life transformational. It, It gives you like it kind of pushes me when I have that mind, you know, the choices that we make. When I hear what Ellie says, I thought, well, Ellie says that I got to go on this way. You know, it kind of pushes you to get rid of that negative self-talk or self-doubt, the sabotage that you do, everyone does. Mm -hmm. And to have you say what you do to empower me to go, gosh, I can do that. I am a crusader. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I am going to do that. And it just, it's that reminder and your voice that is in my mind from that session that gives me the confidence. I'm all about confidence to to go, you know, to move forward, to live life with that and an empowered way. And you empower me. I could talk to you. It would be different every time. And I know that it would be, there would be similar similarities, but it's that empowerment and that direction that you give me. And I would, I would highly I mean, I've had so many friends in my family that have had sessions with you, but I would highly, highly, I promote you to the, to the moon and back. 
thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you, thank but you. But could you give us your? I know we gave. It'll be in the show notes, but it's your. It's your. My email. Email. Yeah, it's just Ellie at elliemolina.com. It's e l l y m o l i n a dot com. Okay, and they just need to email you and say, yeah. and then I'll send. I'll send you right back. You know, and um, my website is Ellie e l l y dot Molina m o l i n a dot com, and then yeah, elliemolina.com. <laughs> What's my website? Yeah, and then I'm also you can find me at Psykids, which is p s i hyphen k i d s dot com. So Psykids dot com. So just Google me, you'll find me. I'm all over there and uh, people can schedule sessions and I'm going to be wonderful that you're one-on-ones or just email me questions, comments. I can put them onto my podcast, which is Ask Ellie, which is a podcast where people call in and ask psychic questions. Yes, I love that. That's available too. Mm -hmm. And I listen to every episode, Ellie. I'm a big (laughs) fan. (laughs) I love it. I love you and I'm so happy and so grateful for part two of this episode. I, thank, thank you, you thank so you, much. thank you, Ashley. I'm so grateful. So keep me posted. Email me back, and everybody else who's listening, if you did do that exercise, let Ashley know. Let me know. Did you get what you asked for? Okay. Yes. So powerful. Thank you so much, Ellie. Thank Can't you. Can't wait for next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Uncover Your Magic podcast today. If you are inspired by what you heard today please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you would like to connect with me with any questions, comments, or feedback, please contact me at the Uncover Your Magic website. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, always look for the magic.